0: Good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTUV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers who are in the house and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here on Tuesday morning. If you would like to check us out online, please do so, SonsOfLibertyRadio.com, and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening on Red State Talk Radio and you want to join us on the video feed of the radio show, you can do so. That's right, you can see the face is made for radio. Head over to sons of liberty Excuse me, right before the show starts, I get something in my throat. Uh, you can slide down right on the right side of the page. We are streaming live right up under there's two videos on the right. The, the first one, Bradley, goes live at 3 p.m. on Sons of Liberty Media. And also, just under that, we are streaming live. You can click that and enlarge it and uh, join us there. There's a chat as well. So if you want to click on that, you can join us in the chat. Also, we'd love to hear from you. And then if you go up just above that, subscribe to our email newsletter. Uh, We don't rent your email out. We don't sell it. We don't spam you. You get one email a day. That email contains all the articles that we have, including the archive of the radio show. When I tell you I'll archive it, that is in that email. If you forget to go to suns dot com, you say, "Hey, I wanted to get that information—maybe the video we showed you, or a tweet, or a document, or whatever it is. Um, <clears throat> I want to get that, and I forgot about it." But you get that email that night. You go, "Oh, the archives in there—that's in that email." Okay, so sign up for that, and you'll get that. Uh, if you get it in before six or seven tonight, you'll you'll get one today. Okay, all right. Also. <clears throat> We let you know that we have needs here. We don't beg you for money, but we do let you know it costs money to do the things that we do, whether it's on the Internet or radio or across the country. And if you would like to support us, and we're not asking you to go in debt for that, but if you would like to support us and you're able to do so... Um, there's a donate button right here at the top of sons of liberty You can click there and make a one-time donation, or you can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of liberty. That link is also at the top of the page of sons of com, And then you can also support us by going to our store, picking up products, t-shirts, water bottles, coffee mugs, hats, and and the such. And <clears throat> I know there's some friends from the UK, <laughs> and you guys have said, ah, oh, I want some of those coffee mugs. I want this, I want that. Um, <clears throat> you may can send a contact, uh, you can click on the contact button at the top, top of sons of and get in touch with Stephanie and let her know you want that you're willing to pay the extra charge or whatever. And I, I'm pretty sure they can set up something to do that. I, I'm not totally sure, but I'm pretty sure that they'll do that for you. If you want to order, uh, something from the store, uh, there may be some extra charge for that. Uh, because it's going to the uk but you are welcome to to give that a shot and uh, they'll get right back to you and uh and and help you with that because they they do want to minister to people well we do it every day all across the world of course we go out on uh, internet radio too and um so we reach into a lot of countries uh including those in the uk we have many from the netherlands and all over who come into the show each morning and we appreciate every one of you guys for doing that now My guest this morning is a young man. I got to tell you, um, just, I I have tremendous respect for him because of the two shows we've already done. I'll put the two shows in the archive. Now YouTube pulled our video portion. I've got them archived. I just haven't had the time to download them again, re-upload them, add them all into the archives that we have, but the podcasts are there so you can hear what he has to say. And, um, Our health and wellness expert, Kate Shimarani, was the one who recommended that I bring Lee on. And so we brought Lee on. Lee is a young man. He's a husband. He's a father. And um, he's a guy who's who's active in his community. Let me put it that way. Uh, He has gone out to try to clean up where there have been uh, drug gang, drug abusers. Uh, We're not talking about people who had plants. We're talking about intravenous users. They've left their dirty needles around where kids play and things of this nature he's worked with the police to to deal with the pedophiles in the area and he began to discover there the pedophiles were in upper echelons of government and authority and stuff like that and these so-called friend cops all of a sudden began to turn on him and harass him and go after him and recently <clears throat> it's gone from that he's been going and exposing the things that are not necessarily true about covid you know, there's a couple of verses I think about when I think about Lee. One is, you know, uh, Jesus said, Whoever shall offend one of these little ones which believe in me, it were better for him that a millstone were hanged around his neck and that he were drowned in the depth of the sea. And I think Lee believes that. That's why he's done what he's done to deal with pedophiles. And there's another thing that's going on now with the with the COVID lies, And that is the Bible says, For nothing is secret that shall not be made manifest, neither anything hid... That shall not be known and come abroad. And the idea is that when there are lies everywhere, the truth is there. You just got to peel back the lie. And Lee is involved in doing all of these things. He's boots on the ground. He's the real deal. He goes out there and does it. And he's a young man, tremendous integrity. And I want to welcome back to the Sons of Liberty, Lee Garrett. Good morning, my friend. How are you? Good morning, Tim. And good morning, everyone. Hope everyone's well. Nice to be back. Nice to be back. Yeah, it's great to have you back, and uh, we're looking forward to hearing from what you've got going on. And uh, and by the way, you know, Lee's wearing a smile here, but boy, you're really going through it there uh, in England. And so for people who don't know who you are, um, and by the way, we're trying to get Lee back up. Uh, I've got him in touch with my guy who does my sites. <clears throat> we're trying to get his site back up because they pretty much tanked his site because he's exposed it. He's documented so many things and exposing them. And so we're trying to get that site back up for him. Hopefully, maybe this week, you'll start to be able to post again. But for people who aren't familiar with you, can you kind of give an introduction to it? Tell them how old you are, uh, how you got into what you're doing, and the ramifications of you exposing the things that you're exposing, how those who are in authority who are supposed to be taking out the bad guys all of a sudden turned on you.
1: Yeah, my name's Lee Gard, everyone. I'm 29-year-old from northeast England in a little place called Gateshead. Um, it's a sort of rundown area. It's a bit deprived area. It gets forgotten about up here in the northeast. Um, we've been brought up in poverty, although I haven't had a bad upbringing. Um, I've had a lovely upbringing with my family. My mum and dad. I mean, they're still together now. That's the reason why I'm a father, married father. B- judging off my own parents, well, how they lived their life. You know, they got married young. They had children. Me and my sister. Also, I've had a, a, quite a nice upbringing, but. The area where I lived in dragged me into drugs, alcohol, drug dealing, loads of different stuff. Um, And from there, from me being a teenager, it sort of led my life to where I am now. Watching what goes on firsthand, seeing loads of um, old friends, associates, um, people that we didn't like even dropped down dead from drugs, stabbings, shootings, you know, killings. There's lots of different stuff went on up here. And that's when it sort of opened my life up to what was really going on. I got involved in um, drugs and alcohol quite heavily. I was smoking crack cocaine at the age of 18, 19. Um, Now, by the time I came to the age of 21, I started realising what was really going on. Um, I moved down the country at 22. Um, give myself a little bit of a break. And once I moved away from the area, I realised what was really going on. Once I came back to the area, that's when I started my activism. So it was sort of a... It wasn't sort of something that I actually just woke up one day and thought, right, I'm going to get into this. It was something out of my own life experiences and my own, effecting, my own life being affected by that, um, which forced me to stand up and do something about it, I would say, Tim. But... Um, Going back to the, when they were all turned on us and, and what happened, it was sort of I was doing stuff and I was getting a lot of recognition for it, the paedophile hunting with the, uh, like you say, the heroin needles, the homeless sort of stuff, all community work. And I was um, really, as you used put it, rocking the boat. And it wasn't until I started looking into paedophiles linked to councils, linked to the MPs, linked in the police forces, and it all started. The tables turned. It all started coming down on us. The organisations I was involved with, who were linked in with the councils and stuff, and you know, to, to try and help, they started even shunning us out and putting, getting rid of us. The paedophile hunters who were doing BBC documentaries and stuff, it massively involved with the government sort of stance, um, started turning on us, and it all just spiraled from there, and basically spiraled out of control to where I am today. Tim.
0: All right. So basically what you had was you had a time of, of being involved in, in some things that you shouldn't have been. You've had sort of, you've obviously experienced some repentance there, uh, left that off and uh, you want to see a change take place in your community. And so you went and tried to, First, you dealt with yourself, which is, again, yes. we're, what we talk about as Christians. We, we When God says that we're to teach these things to our children, we're to have his commands in our heart first, and then we have something to give to somebody else. So you got it in you, and <clears throat> you wanted to take it out into your community. When you did yes. this, what all happened? I mean, because these guys are your friends. They were They were guys who you were working with. You were dealing with the bad guys, so to speak. And then all of a sudden, when you start opening it up into the upper echelons of authority in the community and in the area, these guys who are your friends all of a sudden start turning on you. They start showing up at your your house, bullying you, arresting you, doing all these kinds of things. Um, How did that go over?
1: Well, let's say it first started, Tim. It didn't first start with the police. It first started with the organizations that I was involved with starting to turn on us. Because... The the paedophile hunters that they had there, you see they're quite a good asset for the government, to be fair, Um, as long as they keep low-down paedophiles. Now, because they're just sitting in the house looking for these 50-odd-year-old, middle-aged men that are sitting, you know, they've got no job, they're sitting bored in the house, and it's led them to this, you know, just sick people, basically, but they've got nothing. They're not high-profile characters. Now, I first realised when the paedophile hunting team, Guardians and All, who I was working with, started um, working on a BBC documentary. Now, in this BBC documentary, BBC have covered up for Jimmy Savile, worked alongside Jimmy Savile, had Jimmy Savile working in there for many, many, many years throughout the whole time that he was around. So just to give you a little idea for the American people that aren't quite aware, um, the the BBC for years have covered up paedophilia. Now, they started doing a documentary on the paedophile hunters, and it was called The Rise of the Vigilantes. Now, anyone can look that up on bbc.com. The Rise of the Vigilantes, um, I am in that documentary. And what happened was, I'd done a really good script, I would say, well, it wasn't script, it was a really good speech, what i done, outside of my own house, which the BBC came and recorded me. And in that recording, I didn't talk about the low-down paedophiles, I talked about what we were wanting to go ahead and catch, that whether I knew that these paedophiles were operating in positions of power, and that's why paedophiles were consistently getting suspended sentences, suspended sentences, suspended sentences, brushed under the mat, covered up time and time again, while the police officers are constantly covering it up and sweeping it under the mat, where a drug dealer would get years in prison and a paedophile would get a suspended sentence. My whole speech was verified verified around that and what they had done was in that uh, BBC documentary was cut my whole bit out. You just see me throughout the documentary in the background, everything that I said got cut. That was the first of a time when I realized that there was something up, there was something going wrong. Then after that, that's when it led to the police started turning up my door for silly reasons, noticing stupid stuff. Um they were turned up on behalf of social. S- uh, they were ringing on uh, coming up, coming on behalf of social services. They were turning up on behalf of uh, the council, saying that I'm harassing the councillors. They were also putting like uh, documents which I have. Um, I will send you, to him actually, so you can put a link to in, there in the archive or something in the description. Okay. And they put an actual notice inside my local civic centre, which is my local gated council building, saying that um, it was a full face picture of me. And it was um, Danger, Lee Garrett. It was a health and safety notice. What it basically said was that if you see Lee Garrett, ring 999 immediately to get the police along because I'm a danger to the public. Now, just to give you a breakdown, I have no violent history, no aggressive history, no. I have no criminal convictions at all, none. The only criminal conviction I have, which is a civil matter, that's not even a criminal conviction, was organising a protest about paedophilia, and I didn't inform the local authorities, and that's who I was doing the protest about, about them covering up the paedophilia. So I'm not going to inform them that I'm going to go and do a protest about them. <laughs>
0: exactly. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly. You know, one of the things that you're making mention there of the BBC, uh, Kate has sent me some information. You guys are going to not want to miss Saturday when Kate comes on because the BBC's just put out another documentary. These people went and spent time in her house. Uh, She told you guys about it, fed them, walked with them, talked with them for hours, and then they go and they put out another hit piece on her, not like you can not expect those kinds of things and you're learning that now as a young man too lee uh that they've done this kind of stuff to you okay so this is kind of the background of the things you've done we could for people who want to know all the details of all the different things you've done we've got two shows already and i'm going to put those in the archive for those of you who are interested in what lee's really done uh with his work there in his community but now you've got something else and this one is about the convid 1984 and now you're in you're seeing the lies that they're promoting uh you're seeing the things that they're doing in your community tell us you you went from this other this other stuff that you've been doing now you're in the community and you're exposing what's going on in these they're not. I guess they're calling them makeshift hospitals, probably like they're doing here. But they're vaccination centers. Is what they're what they're using them for over there. Tell us what what got you moved in that direction, and what you did, and and what happened as a result of that. Well, I first got involved with this
1: sort of stuff was because I have realised that the way right now with these COVID restrictions, it's restricted with I'm talking about many different things. It's restricted with from holding events. So we kind of got out in protest. Uh, pardon me, there's many different forms of aspects which we cannot do. So I thought to myself, well, what's the point pushing on doing the work that I'm doing when I can't actually do anything? We may as well stop the restrictions first. Once the restrictions are stopped, then none of us are restricted to do anything. We can crack back on with the work. Now, I started looking into it, obviously, with Kate's work, Dr. Kevin Corbett, Vernon Coleman, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Many different doctors and scientists from around the world. And I started looking into it, realising that the PCR test wasn't what it was, um, wasn't the COVID test. Started realising what was in the vaccines and I was very interested in what was really going on because on the run-up to this team, I've obviously been working with Mark Steele, um, with Kate throughout last year, but I was working with Mark Steele before that and we've been putting this out there that this was stuff was sort of going to be happening since about, around 2017 and um, that we were going to be locked down that there was going to be a massive mass vaccination sweeping the world um that the economy was going to collapse that there was going to be mass death we stated all of this and we had the 5g link in with it as well you know so that was all that was all going on and amongst all of the stuff with pedophilia and um i started looking into the nightingale hospitals that was that was me um what I wanted to really to view, and the test centres, the vaccine centres, and then there was these Nightingale Hospitals, and that was my main concern. I wanted to check them out. They're saying that there was mass people being tested, mass people being vaccinated, and these hospitals are chock-a-block with people full. So I thought, let's go and see for ourselves. So I went round to loads of test centres, every single one of them was empty, not a person there. Loads um, of security there, being aggressive, shouting at you, telling you, you can't video them. Um, but but no one there getting tested. Started looking around at the, um, the in this time the vaccine centres weren't actually hadn't actually opened yet. They were in the middle of sorting them out. So i thought, I'll go to the Nightingale hospitals. These Nightingale hospitals just to keep the people who run down who aren't aware. Um, the Nightingale hospitals opened up specifically as a COVID nineteen hospital. They are to stop the other hospitals from being clogged up with people so they can still do cancer treatments and stuff in the normal hospitals, move all the COVID patients to the Nightingale hospitals, which to me made perfect sense when I was hearing about it, to keep the cancer patients still in there, get the other, this or other that pokes, as I would say, into another hospital. And when I went along to that hospital, it was all boarded up, shut down. What's going on here? Yeah. Not until a couple of weeks later when I heard that the actual hospital for COVID-19, after many um, cancer patients missed their treatments up here in the northeast, many um, other illnesses and and, and, um, problems that people have got, medication that they need, all got missed because they were dealing with these COVID cases. I thought, "Well, well, why didn't they open the hospital? So I went back, went back to have a look again. And there was a guy there doing stuff up there, like workmen, and asked him what was going on. And he actually informed me that the place was going to be turned into a vaccine centre. And that was when it led me down my little path to what's going on here. You know, so all of a sudden, it's meant to be a COVID hospital for all of these people who are ill and dying, so they could keep the cancer treatments and other illnesses in the other hospitals, the main hospitals. That didn't happen. They left the cancer tri- care, cancer patients to die clogged it up with uh, COVID patients, just, you know, having the flu. And then the empty hospital that they made for COVID just never, ever opened as that. All of a sudden, it opened up as a vaccine centre. So on that day, I turned up to video what was going on, to document what was happening. And I got set upon by the security um, who were coming about and were very aggressive. And that's as far as I'm going to go on that video because... I don't want to talk too much because this is an ongoing court case. But if anyone wants to watch this actual footage, it's a 38-minute video, and it is on the Mark Steele channel on Telegram. Um, That is literally just Mark Steele channel. If you type it in, in the top, it'll come up. And that 38-minute video, I've just shared it just before there, so it's recently just on on there, and it's a 38-minute video. If you want to catch up and watch that video and what actually happened, you can watch that video there.
0: Okay. Yeah. And they can catch that on the Mark Steele channel. And uh, I'll put up a link there for Mark's channel uh, that you guys can join that if you want. By the way, you can join the Sons of Liberty channel too. And I'll have that. That's always that's in the video description. If you're if you're watching by video. Um, one of the things, Lee, though, is you said the guys they were using were what we call bouncers. You call them something else there. What do you guys call them there?
1: Well, uh, well, b- b- bouncers as well. Uh, if you okay. don't call them bouncers, but uh, it, the the, the, um, the thing is, n- nightclub doorman. That's what I doorman. There you go. Yeah. Um, and it, it, you know, there's a difference between security and nightclub doorman. Security guys, just a normal guy who's working for a company. You know, with a suit on. The, the nightclub doorman are a bit more. You know, they're ready for people coming whether they've got a weapon on them, whether they're using pint glasses to try and hit people, drunk, violent people they're used to dealing with. Therefore, they train and fight themselves, you know, to get fit, to get healthy. And these men, big men, tattoos, bald heads, steroids, you can tell the type of guys what they are, you know. Um, And just because on that day that they couldn't, it wasn't in that scenario where, where they were in a dark room, where there was loads of people there, with, where they were with all their friends, and they could push and shove us around and hit us. They couldn't do that. So they got very, very, very frustrated. And that was where it all started and it kicked off um, to supposedly, allegedly, me creating a public order offence.
0: Okay, so you go in there, these uh, these bouncers, these doormen, they they start approaching you, um, I, I'm guessing from the way you told it, they're they're not the kindest guys in the world, and they basically are trying to shut you down from videoing. Uh, they're trying to get you off the premises. What happens as a result of that?
1: Well, after that, obviously, yeah, because I don't want to go into the actual story. Because okay, okay, if they want to watch that actual footage, it's there. You can watch it. So on from that, what happened was um, obviously the police turned up um, to them. Two guys there put it, written statements in stating that I caused them harassment, alarm and distress. Um, and the police rang me, asked me to come in for a voluntarily interview. I refused that. And then this is when all the harassment started, Tim. Um, I don't know if you want to play the video now, Tim, about what, what really happened, because I think this gives it a, people a rundown of what happened from there, because I think this, it's a vital point now.
0: Yeah, this is a. <clears throat> I, I'm looking on the channel here, and um, I, I, let me let me just bring that up, and you tell me which one it is. Is it this one here, this armed response, or is there something before? Uh, back through here, I'm trying to find the one that you had because you would have
1: just at, at, at ten twenty seven p.m. last night.
0: Okay, all right, this one this would be way back then, I think, uh, because uh, we've. Um I'm not seeing it on his channel here for some reason. What what we'll do though, Lee, is I'm gonna have it to where people can uh view the video in the archive and I'd I'd like to be able to do that, but let's see if we can go with something else. Um I think I've
1: shared it in your telegram. I've just I've just put a link to it in your telegram there. I've just put
0: here and then they shared it. Okay. All right. Let's see what we got here. Yep, this was the one I was asking you about. Um Okay. Here's here's a couple of, uh, of of seconds of footage, if we will, about uh, what all what's what all was going on here. Oh no! And I'm just going to scan through a little bit of this because it's just got some music. We've got uh, the officers outside your house. Yeah. Um. Skip on, skip on. Yeah, let's let's mute the music there a little bit because yeah, they'll
1: mute yeah, yeah. the music and then we can talk over it, yeah.
0: Okay. We'll jump through. We've got several officers who've come through. Now this isn't the first time that this has happened to you. Your your video cameras have uh, captured the Look
1: at po- these I I just want to pull it up here, Tim. These police officers here. Just look at the pants they're wearing. They're wearing like beige coloured pants. Okay. They've got guns on the legs, strapped to the legs, look.
0: Yeah, these are tactical. These are definitely tactical uh, sort of uh, cops.
1: Yeah, and this is for a public order offense. This is for allegedly swearing in public.
0: <laughs> yeah, you've got a lot of. <clears throat> there's a lot of night shots, so I know they're showing up at night. They're not coming during the day. What yeah, this is probably two, early in two, the morning, right? Two
1: three o'clock. Uh, two three o'clock in the morning. That one was, and this one now. I'm
0: shouting through me letterbox he's actually shouting lee open the effing door <laughs> this is at 6 7 o'clock in the morning now here's an interesting thing um th- these are the conditions that you are to comply with after you were released on bail and this is amazingly you're they they they've tagged you for allegedly using profanity in public and yet they come to your door using all kinds of vulgarities there at your door this is the thing that you're not to these are the things you're not to do listen to this folks i mean you tell me this isn't tyranny you are not to post any material regarding the covid-19 pandemic i mean pandemic including <laughs> videos live stream written text and hosting online chats interviews you're not to have an opinion about what we've already determined is the truth is what they're telling you number 2 You're not to enter any COVID-19 vaccine center in the UK. Be within 50-meter radius except by appointment for himself or for yourself. Not to attend any COVID-19 testing center in the UK or be within a 50-mile radius except by appointment for yourself. It's like they repeated that one. Uh, And then not to attend any hospital in the UK or be within a uh, 50-meter radius except for an emergency. This sounds like what they did to the young lady... um, um, Debbie that we've been trying to get on the show when she went to Gloucester Gloucester, uh, hospital and filmed that there was nobody. I mean, nobody, there was no doctors, no nurses in that hospital at all. And they have her as sort of this public nuisance kind of thing. Uh, You want to comment on that while I scan through a couple more seconds of the video here? Yeah. um, Well, uh,
1: do you know what it is? This is the whole thing about it. If if I was just some local nut job, you know, and I had nothing, there's no truth in it. There wouldn't be that bothered. They wouldn't spend all of this resources to come to me door. And it's the same with that lady in the hospital who you we were about there. All the resources got spent on her to come and drag her to demonise her name to make her out to be some nut job, when all she done was went into a hospital where they are telling they are telling you in the media all yep. over the world that these hospitals are full to the brim, they can't cope. And she just went in there and just proved that that wasn't the case. Yep. So proof lies now is breaking the law.
0: Well, <clears throat> that's the thing. It's a, it's a dangerous thing in the empire of lies when you're going to tell the truth. Uh, Orwell had said that. And, you know, it's incredible that uh, that this is the case, but uh, this is what's going on. Now, you've got <clears throat> some other things. I'm going to have some documents for people. You guys will be able to check it out at sonslibertymedia.com in the archive. And you'll be able to see the, the video here. You'll be able to um, take a look at the offenses, the the different things that Lee has, and um, you know against him, and determine for yourself what's going on. And then you know near the end of the show, guys, I'm going to let you know how you can support Lee because Lee, um, you know, you you've come under such attack that it's hard for you to even get a job there. Um and and I want to I want to make people aware of that because Lee's doing the stuff guys. He's not sitting back and talking about. It. He's not compl- he's out there doing something about it. He's exposing the lies. He's been a part of the solution, not being part of the problem. And now they have so blackballed Lee that he can't even really get a job to take care of. He's got small kids. He's got a wife to take care of, and he can't do that. And I know some of you guys are, are able to help, and you want to help people in, who do things like Lee does. So stay tuned to the end of the show, because I want to give you information on how you can do that, and we're going to have it at in the archives at sonsoflibertymedia.com. So <clears throat> they put you through all this. They have given you bell conditions what happened when they arrested you, Lee? What, what 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 happened there on this issue, and what was? Can you talk about what happened with that, and uh, and and what happened in court or anything of that nature? Yeah,
1: well, so what happened from there? Um, I, I obviously I never ever ever ever
0: go outside when the police are turning up at my
1: door like that. I don't trust them. I don't trust who they are. I don't even trust them to be police officers, to be fair, to be perfectly honest with you. As far as I'm concerned, all of them people were that, that you just showed in that video was men and women with guns in the middle of the night, turning up in my home. I'm not going out for no one. I'm not going out there. to put. I've got children in this house. I wouldn't turn up if it was a random man outside my door with a gun. That's exactly what I see it like. I don't see them as police officers because they don't pr- protect the people. They don't stand by the law. They just work for the tyrannical government run around with guns on them to try and intimidate people. So, unfortunately, I didn't go out um, at all. I waited a few days on from that, which this is where it, like you're saying there, you know, it costs us money to, to even do this because on, in, in this time, I've had to move my wife, my kids out of this home. I've had to find somewhere else for them to go. Obviously, in that time, I haven't got cooking uh, resources, you know, so we've been sort of living on fast food for the last, wait. Uh, like, not now, but like for that for them past few days of being away from me home. Um, eventually, I realised that I had to go and hand myself in. They were going to put a warrant through and take me down. So I went and handed myself into the police station where they arrested me on just get the phone here. Yeah. They arrested me uh, for intent to cause harassment, alarm, and distress using threatening, abusive, or insulting words or behaviour or disorderly behaviour, therefore causing that person or another harassment, alarm, or distress, contrary to Section 4A, Part 1 and 5 of the Public Order Act 1986. Now, I went into my local police station, which I normally deal with, um, went in there, and I was in there for about two hours, say. Um, They come back in my cell, put the cuffs back on us, put us back into a police van, and then shipped me from Newcastle Police Station all the way through to Sunderland Police Station, which is another 30-minute drive away from my house, away from, say, about a 15-minute drive to the normal police station from my house. This one is another half an hour on top of that, so it's about a 45-minute drive away. So we moved us, shipped us further away from my family home, from where I am, Um, took us into there, questioned us, um, and that's when these bail conditions came around. They give us these bail conditions... So, I mean, for a public order offence, breaking the Public Order Act or allegedly breaking the Public Order Act, and they give you bail conditions to not speak about the COVID nineteen pandemic, um, as you said, I, I just can't see the logic in that at all. And I mean, the two, the, the charge and the bail conditions, doesn't add in together at all. You know, it doesn't add in. So, Lee, for- Lee,
0: let me let me interrupt you just a second. They had, actually, they had actually gone to the extreme of saying, and I read off some of those those bail conditions. They had gone to the extreme of saying, you can't even say COVID. I mean, you can't even talk about it. You can't write about it. You can't post anything on social media about it. I mean, we're talking about a control level that it, 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 it's it's trying to get in your head To say, you can't think anything other than what we tell you to think. I mean, that's what I'm saying there. Am I wrong about that?
1: No, I think you're perfectly right with that, Tim. That's exactly what it is.
0: This is just a clear message
1: from the establishment to show people like myself and anyone that's looking to stand up. Basically, we can do what we want. We don't care about what you think. We don't care if you want to speak. If we want to shoot you up, we will shoot you up. That's as simple as that. And that's the way it goes. And that's what the police, this is the difference though, Tim here. The reason I'm talking about it today, everybody, is because I have fought this in court and I've won. Because the police, that's what they believe in their head. They can do what they want. They run around with a gun on them. They've got a fluorescent jacket on. They've got police on the back. They can do what they want. That isn't the case. This is not the case. It might be the case there and then, They might be able to arrest you. But once this gets taken into court, it's a totally different matter. Now, I fought this in court. I stood up against my bail conditions and I was in court on Thursday the 11th, which was just last Thursday. And I fought the bail conditions to say that, how can I not talk about it? I mean, you turn the radio on, COVID-19. You turn the TV on, COVID-19. You go on social media, COVID-19. You walk into a shop, COVID-19 signs all over. You're walking and speaking to members of the public. They're talking about the lockdown, COVID-19, the vaccines. Everywhere you go, they're talking about it. So it's it's virtually impossible to stop a man, especially when, as you know, Tim, two, two years ago, 2019, I ran for mem- uh, Member of Parliament, ran for a local MP. Now, this year coming, I'm running for local councillor. How can I run for local councillor? In the local elections, and parliamentary elections, if I'm banned from talking about the main issues, what you can talk about? I mean, it doesn't make any logical sense. Oh, it's absolutely ridiculous!
0: Talking. It's absolutely yeah, ridiculous. Not- we we got a we got a question here, Lee. Um, and by the way, if any of you want to call in, you're welcome to do so. The phone lines are open two one five top talk two one five eight six seven eight two five five if you got a question for lee uh we'd love to hear from you guys we, we got a question in here have any of the officers that have you know that you've worked with in the past have any of them shown any compassion towards you or offered to help you uh when their colleagues turned against you when uh, you were having the issue where they turned against you because you were uncovering the pedophilia uh in the, the police force and the in the authorities that are, that are there in england and also with this covid have any of them reached out to you you and uh, continue to befriend you, or did it, all of them just turn on you to keep their jobs?
1: Um, it,
0: It's sort of a mixed opinion,
1: um, Tim, with, with the police. I mean, when I'm d- organizing a protest or I'm doing something like, like as, as of such, or just turning up to a protest even, which happens like that now, if I just turn up, I've been supporting a group who, uh, United Survivors, who have been trying to work closely with the police. They are a group of local survivors of domestic abuse, sexual abuse, um, you know, and all of these guys, What really what they want, they want to come out with a different aspect of fighting against the police. Like I was exposing the police for covering their paedophilia and they were coming up with a different aspect where the, the daughter thought, right, we'll try and work with the police again. Obviously, I'd already been and done that and I got thrown under the bus doing so. Um, so I started doing the same thing again with United Survivors. Um, started looking into helping and, and trying to see where we can work with the police. And the same thing happened once again. The police have came in. They started being very nice with her again. And all of a sudden, see, this is what happens. They've came in. They've arrested a couple of survivors, shut them down, released them later on with no, no further action, just kept them in the cells. I mean, that's traumatic to a sexual abuse survivor to get kidnapped and taken away and then realising that you actually didn't do anything wrong. They only silenced you just because you were there speaking about your story and they didn't want you to, they they didn't want the public to hear that, you know, so it's quite hard that, but back to, back to the question, Um, I just thought I'd go that way around and answer it. Um, I'd say still right now there is police officers in Northern Police who fully support me, fully support what I do and when the sea is in the street they will talk and they'll say, "Yeah, keep doing what you're doing, you know, keep it up." However, when they're in the role of their police officer, I've actually had police officers who are, I would say, I get on with, you know, women who liaison police officers who are involved in sorting out protests and sorting out events and stuff. I've been quite uh, all right with them. I've got on with them. Being honest with them, they've been honest with me. But then, when it comes to the time when the hire up, send other police officers in to come and uh, attack, arrest me, or come in to do something. These police officers are just nowhere to be seen. They just, they take them off the job, put them away, and they just send a completely different form of police from the same police force, but different group of police officers. They'll just send them instead and just tell them other ones, basically shut your mouth, you know, keep out of the way. We're doing what we're doing. We're not bothered what you're saying. Or it's a fact of that they're scared of losing their jobs and they're not actually saying a thing about it and they're just sitting there like you've just said. So I'm quite unsure about that. Um, but what I do know is that there is certain officers who fully support what I do. Um, I have got vo- certain voice recordings up online, which you will hear. Um, if you go on to like some Telegram and stuff, you will hear different conversations with police officers about certain events. Like during the election, I got arrested for calling the other MP who I was running against a criminal. Now, I still stand by that now. Liz Twist, the MP, i am still call her a criminal today. They've covered up paedophilia for years. They've scanned loads of money. They've lied to the public. And, and as far as I'm concerned, she is a criminal. Now, I got uh, arrested in the, during the er- elections and took in for an interview. Now, that police officer, CID, rang me back and actually said on the phone, you know, Lee, you know, because... I can't really be asked to deal with stuff like this, you know. Uh, you know, This is between me and you, but, you know, I can't really be bothered with dealing with stuff like this. It's pathetic, them trying to drag you up. So that answers the question sort of there, Tim. Police officers are ringing me up and saying, Lee, it's no further action. We're not taking this forward. Um, and they're actually telling us on the phone, this is ridiculous. It's so jumped up. It's so over the top. But they can't do anything about it, otherwise they'll lose their job.
0: Well, I think that's that's the key, and this is what I try to tell people uh, when when we're dealing with those who've been given authority. The, the, I'm not so much worried about the D.C. guys as I am the local guys. Those are the pawns that are used. They, in every case, it doesn't matter where you are around the world, when you get gun confiscation, when you get uh, the state is after you and all, it's the pawns right in the local area. Who are there supposedly to serve and protect? And I, I remember a time where at least that was plausible for the most part. I mean, I, you know, that they served and protected. Uh, <clears throat> but now we have so many, and I'm not saying everybody's like this. Don't get me wrong, folks. But there are so many who, hey, I got to take care of my family. I got to toe the line. I got to follow the the orders. I don't like. Uh, because if I don't, well, then I'm going to lose my job or I'm going to be arrested and this, that, and the other. And I, <clears throat> this is why I think the people, at least in the United States, I can't speak for England, but for the United States, you know, our Constitution has two law enforcers that are mentioned in the Constitution. The president, Article 2, Section 3, and the militia, which is the people. They are the enforcers of the law. Nobody else is mentioned. Nobody. Not the FBI, not the NSA, not your local police department, not state troopers, not any of those guys the militia and the president and the militia are found in article 1 clause uh, excuse me section 8 clause 15 and the people have got to understand that and i think there was a time in england that, that was something similar was that uh, was to that uh, under someone like oliver cromwell you had a person who had authority, you had the people who joined with him, and they they, uh, they sought to uphold the law. They weren't looking to be vigilantes, they were looking to enforce the law. And I, I think the people have got, that is what real waking up, that somebody posted in here, Trump's coming back in a different format, we need to wake up people. Hey, you need to wake up to Trump. Uh, Trump didn't do anything. Trump was uh, a puppet himself, okay? If you can't see that... Yeah, if you can't see that, I, yeah, I don't know what to say. But but the solution is the people. It is not a politician. Um, and and as much as I encourage you in you know pursuing to be a real representative of the people, and I think there are real representatives of the people who who have integrity. They're few and far between, but there are men who have done that. They've had integrity. They've represented the people, whether it be in England or whether it be in the United States. Uh, the things that you're doing on the ground there in the community, all politics is local. Uh, we're going to be talking with some guys, I hope, this week who are going to be dealing with uh, the tyrannical governor over across the line from me in North Carolina uh, and trying to get him impeached. These are the kind of things that need to be done. The people have got to get their eye Look, we talk about D.C. Uh, because we appeal to the Constitution. but We also deal with the local issues, too. And the people have to see... You really have the power. And we like to point back, Lee, to um, that little film called A Bug's Life. I don't know if you've seen it and had your kids see it or anything
1: Brilliant
0: film. Yeah, so you've got all of these people being controlled by a small minority. I've seen the cops come out on some of the things there in uh, London, and they look like a swarm of ants themselves. But when you compare them to the people who are there who are protesting the lies— um, and the tyranny, they're very small. And when the people realize this, and I think the, the key is when they get hungry bellies, this is what I've always said, when there's hungry bellies at stake, these people are not going to stop because the cops say stop. And and this is a warning to the police, too. And I'm not condoning either one, but you can only push people so far before they retaliate. History tells us that over and over and over again. And guys, you do not stop tyrants with more words. You can write all the laws you want to. They have ignored the laws that are there now. This is why I oppose Article 5 conventions and things of that nature. Uh, Lee, we've got um, about eight minutes here. Um, One of the things that, that we're trying to do is get your website back up because you've got a ton of information that's been taken away from the public square. Tell people what the yep. name of your website is, and hopefully our our friend, our friend, mutual friend now uh, in Missouri who hosts my site, and hopefully he's going to be able to bring yours under my plan here. Um, tell people the name of your site and some of the stuff that you'll be posting there. Hopefully you can start putting that stuff up again this week.
1: Hopefully, hopefully. Yes, Tim. Thank you so much for that as well. Thank you, guys, for everyone that's helping out. Uh, my website is www.leegarrett, L-W-E-G-A-R-R-E-T-T. Just a little dash, not an underscore, just a little dash, thetruth.com. That is Lee Garrett dash thetruth.com. Hopefully, like Tim says, they have, have been closed down. I have had my YouTube pulled down, been banned from Facebook, got my Twitter pulled down, um, you know, and my website pulled down, all in the same space of the week when the police were constantly harassing us, turned up in my door with guns and stuff. So, yeah. Um hopefully this week i am be back up and running and I've got loads of me information all backed up, ready to just fire straight away back onto the websites, guys. So hopefully you can help out and get on there.
0: Yeah. And uh, just like uh, Kate has been maligned in the media, you know, you've had that media wise. You've had that uh, in obviously in the courts and with the police department stuff for doing the stuff. I mean, you are you're a guy. I mean, guys, he's 29 years old. He's 29 years old and he's staying the course. He's not being frightened by what's thrown at him. Obviously you have some concern for your family. We we understand that. And and uh but but you're you're a guy who continues to push forward um even when you're finding things very very difficult when the persecutions on you for doing the right thing, you're staying the course. And uh, one of the things I want to do is let people know. I I told you that they're blackballing Lee He's having it hard, you know, finding a job because of the things that they've they've done to him. And uh, I just go ahead. Touch
1: on that. Just because I'm streaming now today from my daughter's phone. Now, I just have got a phone funded to me, by, um, a second-hand phone that someone's got us, um, and a laptop. But this is like... The last time I came on here was because I got arrested. Now, when I get arrested, I don't just get arrested. I get arrested, I get my laptops taken from us. I get my hard drives taken from us. I get my memory sticks taken from us. I get my mobile phones taken from us. Every single time I get arrested, I've got to start all over from scratch once again. All my work gets taken. Everything gets taken. Laptops, phones, connections, numbers. I lose everything every single time. And it just continues to happen on and on and on. There was only so many times... That my family could bail us out there's only so many times that I can bail myself out and sort of help out now I will say I am absolutely on desperate measures um I have just been funded a secondhand laptop and a secondhand phone however you know anything else happens in this meantime I'm screwed basically the next probably next time that this happens to me and I get everything taken I'm possibly going to have to give up you know unless I get some sort of structure, I like to say your website in place, because I'm sick of this term of constantly coming onto social media and coming on and seeing that I've been kicked from YouTube, kicked from Facebook, kicked from Twitter. The police turn at me door, take all my laptops, all my phones off us. And it, how many times can you just start from scratch, right from the bottom, you know, and try and work yourself back up? I've done this about 20 odd times now, you know, try to build myself back up. And it's so hard to do, but. I'm still here, I'm still fighting, and hey-ho, let's see what the future brings.
0: Well, I, yeah, and I, this is the, the reason that we want to bring you on. I, I've told you, I said, use the platform uh, here at Sons of Liberty, because we're behind people like yourself who do the things that you do. Um, and you're facing the persecution, constantly being attacked Constantly being challenged. And, folks, here's what I'm going to let you know. You've, you've heard from our, our own health and wellness expert, Kate Marani. They came and took her phones. They came and took her laptops. Uh, they they still haven't given them back to her. They still haven't given her her stuff back. They haven't given Lee his stuff back. So here's what I want to do. Um, and, and I do this based not only on the interviews that we've had, Lee, but I know people who know you. And they know what you do, and they vouch for you. And I trust these people. And um, and I know that you're really doing the stuff over there. So I put this out here, guys. You can go to paypal.me, paypal.me, forward slash, I am Lee Garrett, L-E-E-G-A-R-R-E-T-T. And you can donate to him. Now, he gets these British pounds. I don't know how that translates out from dollars and stuff. But you can donate to help him. Look, it's not just about getting a laptop or a phone. He's got that right now. But this is about the fact that he's got a family to take care of, and he can't get a job because these people are blackballing him because he's exposing their crimes. Now listen, our forefathers here in America pledged their lives and their sacred honors and their fortunes Some of them died in debtors' prisons because they believed in the cause of independence. And some of us have little means. Some of us have big means that God has given us. And I think all of us who are listening now have big hearts. I I, I do believe that that many of us have big hearts, and we want to help. If you're able to help, all right? Lee isn't saying this. I'm saying it. Go to paypal.me forward slash I am Lee Garrett, and I'm going to have his telegram uh, link up in the archives. Uh, We'll have his website uh, link there as well, and hopefully he's going to be able to start that and repopulate it this week um, so that you'll be able to, so you won't be able to see anything right now, but hopefully by the end of the week we'll we'll have that going up uh, where you can check out the information that Lee's got, and I'm going to have the two, the previous two interviews so you know the stuff that he's been dealing with beyond what you've heard on this interview. Uh, Lee, we've got about a minute and a half. You got any final words you want to throw in here?
1: Um, Just thank you so much, everyone for continued support. And uh, just all I want to say to everybody is, is times are going to get better. They do get worse before they get better, but the end times are near. But, you know, after all of this comes out, after all, all of these truths do get uncovered, and it does push out there. I fully believe that we can live in harmony. And I, believe, I don't believe the end times is the end times. I believe it's the end of evil times. And I believe on from that, I believe we are going to have a very successful, nice, bright future for every single one of us. So all I want to say to everybody is keep your spirits high. Don't be down. If you do ever get down, I'm here. Social media is there. Contact me. There's many other people out there as well. I'm a people's person and I just want to help. That's it, Tim. short, sweet.
0: Amen, amen. And I appreciate the fact that you don't leave it at gloom and doom because the Bible tells us that, no. that Christ is king, that he is subduing all his enemies under his feet. For you who, people who don't believe that, that's that's 1 Corinthians chapter 15. He is the one who is subduing the enemies. He subdues them through the gospel, and he subdues them through justice too, and sometimes uh, his own hand upon people as well. And so Lee's exactly right. We're not here to promote gloom and doom. We're here to promote the truth. And, uh, and to bring that to bear. That's what. Sorry, volume a little loud there. That's what that's what the Sons of Liberty are about. So if you want to help Lee Garrett, do that. PayPal.me forward slash I am Lee Garrett. 23 hours, we'll have Rotten of the Core Wednesday. The Common Core Diva Lynn Taylor will be with us. See you then. Adios.